If you listen to the US, the UK and France, you might well be thinking by now that not only was there a sarin attack, but that it's a certain thing the regime mounted it. But at the G20, opinion on that second point was about evenly split. Eleven members of the G20 accused Syria of the attack. That was the US, Canada, France, the UK, Italy, Spain, Turkey, Japan, South Korea, Australia and Saudi, which means nine, if only by default, by not agreeing to that, did not agree with that statement, and they were Russia, China, Argentina, Brazil, Germany, Mexico, South Africa, and the EU, because it couldn't get unanimity. Well, let's run through some of the most important voices at the G20. First of all, the host, President Putin. At what is, on the whole, a difficult time for the global economy, to destabilize the situation in the Middle East is counterproductive, to say the least, to put it very diplomatically. Let me recall that force can be used against a sovereign nation exclusively if it's done in self-defense. And as we know, Syria has not attacked the United States, or if it's decided by the UN Security Council. As one of the female participants in our discussion said yesterday, those acting otherwise are placing themselves outside the law. Well, President Obama said the use of chemical weapons was not only a Syrian tragedy, but a threat to world peace. He argued action was required, even though the UN Security Council was unable to agree. Uh, as far as the underlying conflicts concerned, unless the international community is willing to put massive numbers of troops on the ground, uh, and I know nobody's signing up for that, we're not going to get a long-term military solution for the country. And, we're, and, and that is something that uh, can only come about, I think, if, if different as our perspectives may be, myself, Mr. Putin, and others are willing to set aside those differences and, and put some pressure on the parties on the ground. Speaking at the end of the meeting, the French president, François Hollande, said if there needs, if needs be, there would just have to be no UN-sanctioned force, but instead a coalition of like-minded states. There will not be a military solution to the Syrian conflict. The solution is political, but military action can speed up a political solution. That's what needs to be understood. We will do everything we can so that France only strikes military targets to avoid civilian casualties. But a dictator cannot anticipate everything. The vote in the U.S. Congress on military action won't take place until next week, but the U.S. seems to have already started taking precautions. It's evacuated non-essential staff from its embassy in Beirut. And I was joined earlier from there by the BBC's Jim Muir and asked if that was just a precaution ahead of possible military strikes or were there specific threats? On their website, they did say that they had received uh, threats to the U.S. mission facilities and personnel. Now, whether that is regarded as a general threat or whether they had received something specific, we don't really know. But the fact is the embassy at the moment is being targeted by demonstrators uh, who are pro-Syrian regime and who are demonstrating against or protesting against the possibility of an American strike on uh, Syria. So it, it is kind of in the front line, as it were, although I have to say the embassy itself is quite a long way out of Beirut. It's up in the hills to the north of Beirut in a Christian area, generally regarded as 
pretty safe in, in most respect. It's very heavily guarded. But uh, obviously, they do perceive that there is a high level of threat. They're advising, as, as well as taking the action to reduce their own profile, as where they have also advised their citizens to only travel to Lebanon if it's absolutely necessary. Uh, and the British have done the same, saying that there is a danger of anti-Western sentiment uh, prevailing. So I think they're both taking what you might call seaman-like precautions, given that there is uh, quite likely to be a storm ahead. Yeah, well, the Lebanese obviously following it all very, very closely. And I think you've been speaking to a couple of people in Beirut about what's happening in Syria, what may happen in Syria. So why don't you introduce those to us? Yes, I, I talked to a couple of young people very much on different sides of the fence. One is Kavork Al-Masyan. He's a Syrian from Aleppo and uh, pretty much, I would say, uh, supportive of the regime. And uh, on the opposite side, as it were, you have Rana Khouri, who's a young uh, Lebanese activist uh, with very much uh, against uh, the Syrian regime. Uh, and obviously, they are strongly divided over the prospects for an American strike, uh, whether they would would welcome it or whatever. I began by asking Rana Khouri how she would react. Would she welcome uh, an American strike on Syria? If it will lead to more...